gosh. Okay. Good, you guys. So we're recording from the Goose. No. So, <laughs> we're at the Wild Goose Festival uh, in Hot Springs, North Carolina, and there's basically like music and you know music workshops, different speakers, you know different sponsors, different denominations are here, and there is a thing here called beer and hymns where you drink beer and you sing hymns and in their book i found one uh, it's pretty self-explanatory yeah. well, they're, that, that was... they're not subtle <laughs> i'm really glad that i could break that down for you and there is a hymn called can't nobody do me like jesus which it's i a sexually explicit song <laughs> it's it's i was like what and i don't there's no sheet music for it so i feel like we should just ad lib it oh my gosh the second verse Okay, I'm going to sing the first and second verse. Mm-hmm. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Can't nobody, <laughs> no Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Bam, bam. He's my friend. He picked me up and turned me around. Picked me up and turned me around. He picked me up and turned me around. He's my friend. He is. That is genuinely very sexually explicit. Right? It's. I feel like, and I, I, but, you know, there's a theme of kind of, like, if you go back to, like, Juliet of Norwich... And stuff like that. There is some kind of. We'll have to do a uh, podcast at some point on that because there, are, like, a lot of the stuff where prophets encounter God, it's kind of like sexually charged. Oh yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I feel like that's a future yeah. podcast topic. Oh, I would love it's like that. a series. It's a series. Yeah. So I feel like we should round robin who's here because we've got a special guest. But we are the Bible bitches. Indeed. Indeed. And I am Laura. I'm an ordained minister and an intense love of Star Trek. And um, I'm Sarah. I'm agnostic. And I don't know if we made this clear, but yes, we're at Wild Goose. And also, this is the first time that Laura and I have recorded in person together, ever. What? This is a momentous occasion. It's an historic occasion. It is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how... I'm a little uncomfortable with how this is going to go. I don't I don't know if I feel like I, I really... It's gonna I'm, not, I'm not used to this medium. It's very It's very intimate. Yeah. I, I like it's having... Gonna I like, with, it's going to end with a cuddle sesh. I like having 3,500 3, miles between... <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, and we have a special guest with us today. Our bestie. Yay! Erin Goddard. Hello. Hi. Hi. Tell us about yourself. Okay, well, first off, I have a suggestion for the uh, the, the closeness uh, difficulty that you're having, because Sarah rolled up to Wild Goose with a giant inflatable dinosaur, so I just feel like, name Sasha, so I just feel like if you place Sasha's head in between, that's just a, it's a comfortable yeah. mediator. Yeah, that's true, that's true. I'm just going to tell Sasha things and then ask Sasha to whisper them to you. Yeah. That's best. <laughs> just with, with her pointy teeth. <laughs> <laughs> And her sad claws. Yeah. She's going to be mostly roaring. But... <laughs> That's so, all I really have to say anyhow. Yeah. So. It's going right. to be an extra long podcast with all the translating. It's fair. So. It's fair. So. So. so, besides your love of inflatable T-Rexes. I, I love inflatable T-Rexes. Okay. That's the first and most important thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> second, I um, I got to go to Divinity School with these two star shines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Wait for us, Divinity. The fighting... The demon deacons. The demon deacons. Demon. And then I uh, I moved to California and I served at a Baptist church there. And then I acquired a bucket load of children. They weren't in an actual bucket, but they would fill a large bucket. Like she acquired them in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> would, they, would, they, would they fill an entire bucket whole as they are? Or would, like, at what... At what... Where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that they could make their own basketball team, though. 
Yeah. We could create a very poorly performing basketball team. I tried to purchase a covered wagon trailer <gasps> to hitch to the back of our car. Yes. So that you guys could all die of dysentery? One, gosh. <laughs> You're going to go at a grueling pace with meager rations. We're doing it. There was one for sale down the street from me. And I was like, look, we just hitch it to the back of the car. And then whatever child is being the most heinous just rides in the open air for a little while to calm it down. (laughs) But no one wanted to do that. Or were you going to have oxen pull it? No, I was going to hook it to the back of the car. I feel like this. Yes. <laughs> this has, there are, like, some up, like some safety issues. There we might have, be we some. We have helmets. But so <laughs> oh, I, I feel like CPS would be very comfortable with that. <laughs> yeah, they love that. Well, no one wanted to go with my idea anyway. So, <laughs> so you're, into, you're into covered wagons. I'm into covered you're wagons. You're into divinity. Into inflatable divinity. T-Rexes. Yes. Um, and then besides uh, raising my, my five children... I also I get to serve as the uh, local group lead for the Chattanooga chapter of Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America, which has a really great abbreviation. Ndagusa. Yep. It rolls off the tongue. Yep. Like yeah. water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we usually just say Moms Demand Action because there is not a good abbreviation. Um, and we're all about gun violence prevention. Yay! Yay! Yes! Woo-hoo. Yay for gun violence prevention! MDA? Isn't MDA a drug? Um, MDA <laughs> is the Muscular Dystrophy Association, which is why we don't typically but say... I think it's also a club drug. It may also be a club drug. Yet another reason why we say Moms Demand Action. Well, I, I like to get uh, hyped up on your all's literature and then go clubbing, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's how all the best clubbing happens. Yeah. <laughs> Pausing frequently to talk about important issues. Exactly, and then just, like, dance it out. Yeah. Everybody get a water break, get educated, get call educated. your senator. Yep. And then back to the dance. And then you're jazzed yeah. up. You're ready to go. Exactly. And then exactly. you, ju- you just yell MDA for MDAs just over and over again. <laughs> um, I will say at this point that um, I, I, I volunteer with the organization and I'm really proud to do it. But I think at this point I have to declare that I am just here as Aaron and not as a representative of the organization. Erin <laughs> <laughs> is fast distancing herself. She's like, nope. Just in case anyone's like, what? It's about drugs? Yeah. That's not what I thought. Just it's not. It's not. It's 100% not. It's gun violence There's going to be a New York Times expose. Is Moms Demand Action peddling MDA? Right. So let's let's be clear. Yeah. That's not happening. <laughs> not, this is not what happening. I, I also, just as a person, believe in gun violence prevention. So, yep. so Aaron will, the person. I will just speak as Aaron the person. Aaron the person. Hello, Aaron the person. Hello. Hello. <laughs> But it, it kind of sounds like you're doing all the things, you know, yeah. like Wonder Woman style, just, you know, trying to stop gun violence. Uh, but are you okay with lassos of truth, magical bullets stopping, uh, magical bracelet, bracelets that stop bullets, basically, or swords of Athena? But the thing is that you can only wear, you can only wear um, any armor between, like, j- at your breast, <laughs> mm-hmm. your breast okay. down to... Upper thigh. Upper thigh. Upper thigh. Okay. The important bits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just covering, <laughs> covering the organs. Yeah. Just the organs. Yeah. Okay. Is that okay? I am, I'm down with that. Um, I love a lasso of truth. Okay. Like, I would love Pro to tr- use that on the regular. Pro lasso of truth. Um, right. Magical bracelets. Who doesn't want that? Yep. 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 Um, and I'm a huge fan of uh, sword. If you need to carry a weapon, I am an advocate for swords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're pro sword. Yeah. Especially so, if they're of Athena. <laughs> yes. Specifically of Athena, but I'm not going to get picky. All right. Sorry. Bringing it back. All right. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. Circling. 
Um, so yeah, we are here talking with Aaron about Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. And uh, Aaron, can you tell us a little bit about your philosophy on guns and gun violence? <laughs> yes. Yes, and again, I will just speak as Aaron in case I say something rude. <laughs> it will be Aaron who is rude and not Moms Demand yes. Action. Yes, Moms Demand Action is a fine organization. If anyone is rude, it's me. So, And she's super rude. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't got no time. She's got five kids. Daily. Daily. Yeah. Cut to the chase. She's getting stuff done. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is not... Uh, a, a something that I came up with very brilliant people who you know think about not just uh, issues around like gun violence but lots of other kind of difficult issues um, in terms of faith I think there are two really helpful questions to, to start off with um, when trying to tackle uh, a, a contentious issue and and those are is the is the thing that I'm talking about beneficial does it benefit not just me, but my community, and um, because it's hard to it's hard to get through the biblical text without uh, noticing the importance of benefiting the community. So, in terms of guns, yeah, sure, I um, yeah, I have no felony conviction, so yes, I can own and use a gun. But does it benefit me or my community? I would say no. Um, so, <laughs> so that's the first question, and then the second one is um, is how I'm interpreting. So, if I'm looking at the Bible. It's how I'm interpreting the passages that I'm looking at. Is it consistent with the themes and the messages that I see in the larger text? Um, and then beyond that, how does it fit in with the narrative of the greater world around me? And then how do I, um, can I, is it consistent with what I know to be true of God in the world? Kind of my own internal um, God barometer. <laughs> so can I, I, so I have a few like clarifying questions about no, that. No, I'm not taking questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. And then, and like I'm now finished. the podcast is over. Done. Thank yeah. you all so much. I'm pretty sure you don't think that, uh, having a gun is beneficial on account of your affiliation, not a representative of the <laughs> <laughs> mom's demand action. But like, let's talk about what, what what does this mean? Like, in what context is it? Because I would say that there are tons of people who do argue that it is beneficial, who um, do, does think, or people who do think that it does serve the community. And so I'd like to know your thoughts on those. I'd also like to talk about the second part. Like, what do you mean, is it consistent? Mm -hmm. Consistent with what? <laughs> consistent with? Um, the Bible. Your own Duh. ideology. <laughs> Everyone knows the Bibles are really straightforward, clear-cut texts that can only be interpreted in one particular set of ways. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Correct, that's right? True. This is what I've learned. That's what I literally in both my life and my education. Yeah. Listen, yeah. some of my family members say the Bible said it, and I don't argue with the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. What's that thing? Uh, the 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 God wrote it. Jesus said it. I believe it. Yeah. Or something like that. Something that's like that. not it, but it's it's something along those lines. Yeah. Um. So I. So, so back to your question. So I think biblical interpretation, obviously people spend many, many years uh, doing and practicing and, and arguing about, but, um, but I think, so you can, you can fiddle with any passage to make it say kind of what you want it to say, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can, you can pull that out. You can prove text the heck out of anything. Um, which is why I think looking at the consistency of, of your interpretation is important because while you can proof text in any particular passage, it gets harder to do when you're looking at 
the fullness of the text and the themes that you find either throughout a particular book of the Bible or throughout a testament or even throughout um, the entire text. And, and obviously we still argue about that. <laughs> Otherwise we wouldn't have a zillion different kinds of Baptist churches who just keep splitting off one another. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, if we're, if we're going to start with, with the, the work of Jesus, then beginning there, there's some, there's just some themes that you can't get away from. And they include uh, things like the importance of community and the importance of justice and the importance of forgiveness. So I think it's, it's, it, it is disingenuous <laughs> to, to defend uh, the use of deadly force for sure with a gun. So with the biblical text. So I, I am, I don't know that it needs to be said, but I'm going to say it. I am not an advocate of, <laughs> of like having a lot of guns. Sure. And, and then, so I don't really know a lot of the arguments, and so I don't know which ones are, like, good arguments and which ones are bad. But one of the ones that I hear a lot is that um, owning a gun is an act of protecting their community. Mm-hmm. And so wouldn't that be a way to, um, like, inter- in, like, in that person's experience, wouldn't they see that as a way to interact positively with their community? Well, which, which like, I would say... I know we talked a, a little bit about some verses, so like maybe let's proof text for fun <laughs> funsies. Yes, for All right. Okay, so let's take Luke eleven twenty one through twenty two. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up his plunder. Also, Luke twenty two. Let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. Oh. oh, oh, what now, Aaron? Oh. Okay. What? what? So looking at the Luke, the Luke 11, you know, it's verse 21 that's often used when a strong man fully armed guards his own house, his possessions are safe. And then they stop there. But if you go on to the very next verse, it points out that you're, you're never going to be the biggest dog in the, in the yard, <laughs> basically. And so it's like the most blatant example of, of proof that it's like the very next verse contradicts it. <laughs> So that's just like clear, clearly the point mm-hmm. is not arm yourself to defend your goods in that one. Mm-hmm. If the very next verse can uh, contradicts it so powerfully, um, and then looking at the the Luke twenty two, you know, I th- <laughs> Jesus is just really into metaphor and parable. It's just he's really into it, uses it a lot, and confuses the crap out of the poor bumbling disciples, and and us too because we're still arguing about it. So. You know, to say that Jesus is saying, oh, get yourself a sword. Right. But if you're looking at the, the, you know, consistency of everything that Jesus is talking about and teaches, it would be odd for Jesus <laughs> to say, hey, go get yourself some weaponry, y'all. We're about to do battle. Right. What he's much more likely referencing is spiritual battle and that they're they're embarking on this divisive journey. Divisive journey, like in a spiritual way. Yeah. Yeah, as in, you know, they're, they're not showing up places and, like, banging down doors and drawing people out at sword point, right? <laughs> Wouldn't be for a much better movie. Right, just going around <laughs> teaching and feeding, which is a good movie scene, the feeding, mm-hmm. the, but that's, that's yeah. dramatic. Yeah. Right, but um, but given that, that nowhere else do we see Jesus encouraging people to be prepared to bodily defend themselves against people who would disagree with them, I think it's fair to say that perhaps this is a metaphor. Okay, but but 
but Aaron. Hit me. I feel, I, I'm it. having a lot of fun being devil's advocate. <laughs> a lot of fun. I feel like I'm the Stephen Colbert of like <laughs> That's who you always, um, always are in your soul. Right. Um, okay. Do Old Testament passages get used a lot? You know, we talked a little bit about New Testament passages or like what, you know, what Jesus was saying in Luke. Um, so thinking about like the eye for an eye passage or like Exodus 22 verses two through three, if a thief is found breaking in and is struck so that he dies, there shall be no blood guilt for him. But if the sun has risen on him, there shall be blood guilt for him. He shall surely pay. If he has nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. So there's this kind of, you know, breaking in and defense of self. What is, how do you, what do you make of that? Oh, self-defense. Yeah. So again, I think... It, you, I have to check some of these against that beneficial, consistent standard. If if you're going to pull out a, a standard for living from the Old Testament, then it would be fairly hypocritical to not then pull all of them out. Like, how how are you determining which ones are, are useful for modern life and, and which ones are not? Um, you know, if you're going to Rachel Held Ovens it and do biblical living, cool. That's cool. You do that. 100% cotton or uh, linen, I guess you'd have to go with if you're going to be real really correct. No shellfish, no, no cheeseburgers. No shellfish, no cheeseburgers. Right. So being consistent in, in how you're interpreting that. Otherwise you, <laughs> you got to figure out a different way to incorporate this ancient text into your very, very modern life. Nope. I'm pretty sure that if you wear uh, mixed co- cotton poly blends, you're going to burn in hell. No braids, no gold jewelry. Right. Sarah, you're in dangerous territory right now. Oof. You're, you're, I don't have on any gold jewelry. Or any, I don't have braids. I don't know. I don't I, even know how to braid. <laughs> I actually, I grew out my hair so that I could braid it, and I every time I try, I'm like, oh, we're gonna braid Sarah's hair tonight. <laughs> oh my god, yes. We're gonna Thank come you. teach me how to braid my hair. Gaps in your education. We're gonna teach you knew. how to braid and teach you how to duggy. <laughs> Both equally important in life. Yes, yes. agreed. Yeah. Agreed yeah. to agree. Yeah. It's like. 2008 called. Yeah. They want their sweet dance moves. <laughs> anyway. I mean, okay, Aaron. So, beneficial, consistent community standard. Yeah. You and your reason and sense making. Yeah. You, yeah. Make, you make a lot of it. Yeah. Another argument that I have seen from people is looking not only to biblically historical figures for, well, it says this and they did this is looking at um, just figures in more more modern history um, you know like pointing to like text from Thomas Jefferson talking about that it's, <laughs> it's really important to own a, a gun and, and use it and have it and <laughs> and I I mean I'm not gonna lie speak truth I would like to know how to use a gun so that in the event of an apocalypse I am somewhat prepared I also want a shortwave radio <laughs> I mean, I think that's fair. I think a lot of people have those thoughts whenever, you know, Trump is threatening nuclear war one minute and then, like, hanging out with Kim Jong-un the other. Like, there's there's kind of, I think we're having these thoughts of, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, maybe I should, like, you know, maybe have some extra protein bars on hand. <laughs> like, um, but I, I do think that that is a separate kind of thought, like, in, in terms of thinking about, like, oh, I might need a rifle for hunting, and, like, that kind of stuff, or, like, if the world goes to shit, you know, I feel like that's a different level than, like, on the daily. What do I need to make it to, like, work into the grocery and home? I've never been like, yeah, you know what I need right now? A handgun. Like, that's <laughs> never... 
<laughs> I've never felt like that would help me in well, my daily life. And just all, all of the statistics are are on the side of you're much more likely to hurt yourself or someone in your home if you have a, a loaded firearm mm-hmm. ready to go. Not to mention the number of times that you know, children find unsecured firearms and unintentionally shoot themselves or someone else. Mm-hmm. Happens on average once every other day in, in the United States. 96 Americans die from gun violence every single day. And, mm. and that's, that's, that's too high. There are not that many zombie apocalypses going on. Mm-hmm. And not that many people who are trying to be the good guy with a gun, which is a myth. Because yep. it's very rare that the average person, no matter how good a marksman they are, is going to be able to effectively combat an active shooter with their gun. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just not going to happen. Even trained police can't do it. You know, mm-hmm. the, the police hit rate in an active shooter situation is 30%. These are the people who are trained to do it. Ooh. And it's at 30%. So, you know, someone who wants to, I think, with good intentions, defend themselves and their family and their community, they're just not going to do it. They're going to hit something else or someone else. Yeah, yeah. And so when you then reference Thomas Jefferson, who was probably talking about hunting, <laughs> and say, well, Thomas Jefferson did it, and people in the Old Testament defended their homes, you're looking at a very different scenario, and well, they weren't toting guns. And also, like, I don't know that I look at Thomas Jefferson as, like, a paragon of, like, moral fortitude. Sure. Yeah, the whole slavery <laughs> bit. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, is, I feel like that's true. Apart from Bob Ross and Mr. Rogers. Sure. And the guy from the Reading Rainbow. Apart from those three, are there any? Are there any other like fully beautiful, just sweet people that like live the narrative fully that they portray? I got lost in thought thinking about the theme song to Reading Rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys guys ever watch? um, uh, What was it called? Uh, The Daily News or something like that. It was, like, the creepiest... It had something, like, newspaper in the title. It was super creepy. It was, like, this... It was, like, a... Like, a department store oh, after, mm-hmm. it sh- after yep. like, it closed. And then the mannequin would come to life. And yeah, they were, like, puppets. They had, like, puppets. Mm-hmm. What was it called? It's, um... Uh, it was something like the Daily News. Yeah. Um, like, that sounds horrifying. It was... I mean, it was, like, 80s style. Like, yeah. cute. So, no, horrifying. I, okay. Yeah. Horrifying now. Like, H.R. Yeah. Puff and stuff. You look back and go, oh... Anyway, that's way off topic. Let's go. Hey, Aaron, what like can you tell us about like what got you into this? Uh, no. <laughs> did, you bring, there's not a lot did you bring a knife to a gunfight? I did not. I did not. <laughs> I did not. Oh, did you get into some sort of beat it like situation like in the Michael Jackson mm-hmm. video? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would have been really cool. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um what actually happened is that when I was uh, pregnant with my last child, I was not sleeping well, because that's what pregnant ladies do, not sleep well. Um, and I was up in the middle of the night, which is the perfect time for your brain to be making really sensible and rational thoughts happen for you. Yeah. Um, and so my brain, of course, directed me to lots of news stories about the, the Syrian civil war. Is where my brain directed me, and I, and I felt so helpless, because I was like, they're across the world, and I... I can't help. And so I, I started looking for things going on locally that I could do something about. And I had heard about Moms Man Action before. And not long after that, got a call and they were starting the a Chattanooga chapter. And so I went to the first meeting and I have, I have chronic volunteering syndrome. Like, it's not because I love 
wrestling that I lettered in wrestling in high school, but I did because I kept score for the team because the coach was like, we need someone to keep score. And I was like, hand in the air before I knew what I was doing. That's a great story. So basically do something, kind of just get off your, get off your duff people. Yeah. I think guns are something that Americans have a really hard time talking about because they are really ingrained in our culture and people find it really difficult to discuss. And there are times when if you talk about it, you're going to have really awkward conversations with people that will kind of suck and will make some relationships hard. But I think my perspective is, you know, guns, no matter what you use them for, if you use it for hunting or if you carry one with you because you think you're going to have to shoot someone in your daily life, they're a deadly weapon. They just are. That's what they're built for. That's how they do. And so if I can do something to prevent anybody from experiencing gun violence, then um, I'm going to do it. And I think meeting survivors, especially of gun violence, is what keeps me going. And meeting mothers who've lost children or who themselves have been shot and survived and are able to now tell the story. Like, I think once you meet them, you're not able to not do anything because... You're, you built a relationship and you your built stories combined. And you can do something about it. So, like, what are some, like, what are some stories that you've heard? Well, the vast majority of people who die in the United States from gun violence are suicides. Mm. So, which is not something we talk about a huge amount, and we should, because using a gun is a very effective way to to suicide, much more so than any other method. So building awareness around that, around, you know, that moment of crisis that leads someone to believe that that is the right choice for them mm-hmm. and teaching people what to do when someone they know or love is in that moment of crisis and ensuring that they don't have access, right? Because access is, is the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like without access, it's you're much more likely to be able to get a person through that moment. And sure. same thing with, with children. If they don't have access, then they can't unintentionally shoot themselves or someone else. The eventual goal is peace and caring for one another in community with love. And so Matthew 5, 1 through 12 is the Beatitudes, which of course is all about peacemakers. It's a good, it's a good passage. It is. You know, people like it. I think people like it. They <laughs> reference it a lot. I'm more into the, um, I'm more into the Ten Commandments. Okay. All right. I like, okay. False. You like all the revelations. You're like, give me, give me bowls and scrolls. Flaming horsemen. That's off. Yes. Uh, before, okay, before we sign off here, I want to uh, super thank Aaron Goddard for yes. being our being our third Bible bitch, which just feels right. It just feels <laughs> solid and good. And we just thank her for being here. And she is not representing Mom's Demand Action, but is has opinions. She yeah. has opinions that are very valid. Personal <laughs> opinions. Yeah, I like it. That's opinions. our disclaimer. There we go. Also, we did a episode... Uh, a few episodes back on exorcisms and we got some listener mail that I wanted to read. This is from uh, Reverend Justin Cox, who is also a wake div person. And so shout out wake div. Um, and he gave me permission to read this. Um, okay. So I've got an exorcism story. He says, in my final year at Campbell university during Christmas, 2015, I was working at the campus ministry house. For some time, two female undergraduate students would come in and grab snacks and work on homework. Over time, they learned that I was a pastor and worked in a local church. Right before winter break, one of them told me that something weird was going on, 
at the other's house and wanted to know if I would come and bless it. I literally had no idea what to do or say. I told them that I had no experience in this type of thing, but it would if it would make the family feel better, I would do a small blessing. So I grabbed Shane Claiborne's book of Common Prayer, which had a house blessing in it, did some online research on how to bless a house, bless some water and oil at home, and headed to the address they gave me. The house was nothing special, ranch style, I believe. The mother was gone, so it was just the kids there who were all teenagers. They told me about seeing shadow figures in their house and things outside their windows. I prayed in each of their rooms and blessed the doorways with oil. I went outside and sprinkled holy water around their windows and at each corner of the house. The only time things felt a little weird to me there was near an attic door. For whatever reason, I felt the need to ask all the people there to come place their hands on it and I blessed it. Yeah, so all of this sounds crazy, right? I do find it intriguing that neither at Campbell or in my first two years at Wake Div, no professor has addressed what to do in those type of situations. As for the girl and the family, I graduated the following semester and had little contact with them that spring. The last I heard from them was that uh, things had quieted down. So there you go, an exorcism-ish story from a practicing Baptist. Cheers, Justin. Justin, thank you so much for sending in that awesome story. Um, and you are absolutely right. We do not address exorcism at all or anything that would be um, kind of... That kind of spiritual like, yeah. interaction, I would say. Like demons, yeah. ghosts, any of that. So somebody I was talking to at the ch at my church who's here, Ben Self, he was saying that um, a lot of times we split so far from that. Like, you know, you have mainline Christianity, which is very heady, and, you know, we use our brains, and we don't really connect with the spiritual side or, or you know... Um, think about that as mm -hmm. much and then you have the like evangelical side who is all into like demons right and more than that but I'm breaking it down to <laughs> demons all right um, so it's like overly spiritual so there's nothing like it's kind of hard to find that balance of like how can we be fully embodied and think about you know being engaged in the world around us spiritually whatever planes that of existence that look like as well as using your brain and, you know, studying in historical context. Um, so being able to kind of view all the layers, cause you know, I mean, I'm a therapist. I look at that and instantly think, you know, mental health or something like that, but there are loads of phenomenon we can't explain. And uh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows y'all? Not everything can be explained and we're not really equipped to deal with it whenever we encounter something that we don't, we can't categorize neatly. Yeah. Humans, we like to categorize things very neatly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is ridiculous because none of us fit neatly into a category. Exactly. No, and the traditions of our faith, I would just say, also don't categorize us neatly. If mm -hmm. we really look at, you know, like I go to an Episcopal church right now and we have these things, I forget what they're called, but they look, it looks like a mace, <laughs> only it holds water in the top and it's got holes. And the priest uses it for blessing, like they do house blessings with huh. it and they do it at, um, like Pentecost, they sprinkle mm -hmm. it on the congregation and it's, you know, and Episcopalians are pretty logical folk, but they also have this acknowledgement in this very, you know, pretty gold <laughs> sprinkling yeah. device that like, there are things that we don't get, like the Holy Spirit coming down on you and mm -hmm. what it means to bless a house. And so we're just going to, we're just going to fling that water all around. Yes. Episcopalians bringing it. <laughs> and they also are, I, you know, I just appreciate the the high liturgy, you know, it's very fancy. Yeah, it's very they're fancy. The, they're the most Catholic Protestants. There. They are. They are. And maybe the most fashionable. Um, <laughs> listen, you, you get some good ensembles. Yes. On, on some holy days. Mm. I'm kind of jelly. Like, as a, as a Baptist minister, you know, you don't get to swing an incense ball. 
So I might, I think if I ever took a pasture at it, I'd be like, listen, Baptists, I'm coming and I'm bringing an incense ball and I'm going to learn how to swing it. I'm sorry. I'm very clumsy. I'm probably going to drop it. Someone's going to get bruised. <laughs> um, I was going to say every acolyte I've ever seen do the incense ball drops it at some point. Like when they take it outside, it's like, Wah. sorry, fucking <laughs> All right. All right, thanks, Justin, for sending that in. Um, thanks to Aaron for being our guest Bible bitch. We love you. Thanks Yay. for having me. I like you all right. I mean, oh. I love you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, if you are listening and you have no idea how you found us, uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Um, and I think somebody told us like Google Podcasts is carrying us now. So I know we're, yeah, I don't find know. It, find Maybe. us wherever you find podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Not, we're not on Pod Bay. Yeah. Sorry. Don't go there. Don't go there. But Stitcher. But, you know what? If you have trouble, you can. You can at us on Twitter yes. at Bible Bitches. At Bible Bitches. Uh, you can you can find us on Facebook our fa- our Bible Bitches fan page. Yes. You just can post a comment. Email us, which Sarah checks once a year. Uh huh. Bible uh-huh. Betches, B E T C H E S. Yep. At Gmail. A lot of spam. A lot of spam, on, lot of spam on that. A lot of, <laughs> lot of weird stuff. Um. <laughs> um. We love you, Engaged Gaze, for hosting us. With a Z. Um, G-A-Z-E. Mm-hmm. Engaged G-A-Z-E. Um, for hosting us, you guys are great. Um, and, of course, we love you, Yo Eves, Miss Eves. She's great. Yes. She does our intro and outro music. It's her song, TNT. She's fantastic. And she's getting ready to launch a European tour. Yeah, she's so badass. She's mm. so badass. We love you. And um, Aaron. Aaron at Aaron, Aaron Doodles. At Aaron Doodles. Check out his cartooning. He does all of our artwork. Um, and he has done our... Uh, our swag that we've been handing out at the goose. Um, so if you want some extra stuff and you want Bible bitch status, you need to go to, is it patreon.com Bible bitch something? Bible bitch podcast. Bible bitches podcast. Bible, yeah. Patreon.com slash Bible bitches podcast. And, uh, there's, you know, different levels. You can support us, get some, um, extra swag and stuff, um, and content as well. Um, yeah, so so find us on Patreon, support us, we love you. Um, add us at Bible Bitches if you have any requests for topics as well, um, or if you just want to, in general, uh, insult us. That's fine too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll come back at you though. Yeah, that's what we'll oh, do. Oh, we'll come back with the hurt. Oh yeah, we will. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. we love you all. Bye. 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 Bye.